Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Well, today it is my privilege again to share another message from God's wonderful word with you. And as usual, if you would like a, a copy of my notes or a, an outline with some small group Christians, they're available there in the back um, in our info bar. If anybody wants one, you can feel free to grab one now or on the way out. But those are always available for you. This morning, we are continuing our 2020 theme, Solid we're learning this whole entire year. Can you believe that today is officially the halfway point of 2020? It feels like it's been 20 years, right? 2020 feels like it's been 20 years, but we're now finally halfway. We're at the end of June. We're finally at halfway through 2020, and I'm believing for a different second half. Is anybody believing that after halftime is going to be different? Amen. <laughs> Come on, we got to keep the prayers up. And we've been learning this year that practicing, come on, let's do that one more time. Practicing God's word makes me strong. This whole entire year we are focusing on getting becoming strong disciples in the word of God. And this month, the month of June, we've been talking about discipleship and leadership discipleship and leadership the title of our june series is follow me come on we do it every sunday just go turn turn to somebody different than you normally do and say come on follow me no 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 not me jesus follow jesus that's right follow me is what jesus would say when he was inviting people to be his disciples uh, just a real quick review our first two Sundays of follow me we learned our first first Sunday about rotten underwear right and we learned that the rotten become righteous when they when we follow Jesus that's right and then last Sunday we learned about best practices of discipleship we learned three things that that I have observed distinguished good average to good disciples from the very very most successful disciples and we learned those three things were daily bible reading teachableness being teachable and gathering right well today you know we're going to shift gears from discipleship to leadership although that's really not a shift of gears because Disciples become leaders and leaders have to be disciples. But I'm going to shift my focus from discipleship now to leadership because I don't know about you, but I think right now what our world needs more than anything else is some good leaders. They say our world needs Jesus. Yes, he's the leader of leaders. But our world right now is crying out and hungry for some real, true, good leadership. So today, the title of Follow Me, part three, is Kingdom Leaders. Kingdom Leaders. And before we really get into the scripture, I want to ask you, just right there, just kind of meditate a second. I want you to think of the best leader you've ever met. Think of, just get them in your mind. Think, who's the best leader you've ever met? 
I saw some chuckles and smiles, some looks of admiration. Now I want you to think of the leader, it may be the same one, but it may be different, the leader who has most impacted you personally. A leader that's most impacted you personally. Are you thinking of those folks? You thinking of those people? If you're like, I've never really had a good leader impact my life. Well, welcome to the kingdom of God. It'll happen. Amen? Maybe you're going to become that leader that you've needed in your life. But I want to tell you today, and I think we could all agree, and if not by the end of this message, you will agree, that there is no leader like the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the leader of leaders, King Jesus. Jesus is the perfect model of a real leader, what a real leader should look like. Now, I'm beginning to see a few faces kind of check out, all right? I want to ask you, don't check out because a lot of times when you, you, you come to a message, you, you, oh, they're going to talk about leadership. Well, I don't really want to be a leader. I don't feel called to leadership. Or No, 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 listen. It is true that, listen, it is true that some people are more gifted, talented, and called to leadership than others. That, that is true. But in the kingdom, every single one of us is called to lead in some way. Everybody. Listen, maybe you're just a leader in your home with your family. If you have children, want to be or not, you're a leader, right? I want to be a good leader for my kids. I want to be a good leader for everybody, but I first want to be a good leader for my kids, right? Maybe, you know, maybe you're a leader in the workforce, or you're going to be. A leader in education, a leader in politics, a leader in society in some form, or a leader in ministry, because that's, again, I'm saying, don't check out, I'm not a leader. Well, that doesn't mean you can't be or shouldn't be. Rather, you want to or not, at some point or in some sphere of influence in your life, you will act as the leader, okay? Come on, just go ahead, let's everybody say, I'm a leader. The question is, am I a kingdom leader? Because we got a lot of leaders out there <laughs> that don't necessarily lead us well. Kingdom leadership looks different. It acts different. It leads differently. Kingdom leaders lead differently. Can we say that? Kingdom leaders lead differently. Kingdom leadership doesn't look like worldly leadership. It doesn't work like worldly leadership. It doesn't talk like worldly leadership. It doesn't act like worldly leadership. Kingdom leadership is a different type of leadership. In fact, it's real leadership. And Jesus is the model, the perfect model of that. So if kingdom leaders lead differently, if kingdom leaders look different, talk different, act different, then what do kingdom leaders do? Would you like to know? I asked the Lord about that. And his answers are right there in his word. In fact, that's where all our answers can be found. Every, uh, every question you could ever have, there is at least some sort of answer or leading into it in the word of God. Who wants to take a, a, just a quick look at the perfect model leader? I'm glad three people want to look at it. 
Come on, somebody say, Jesus. Jesus. Let's go on to Mark chapter 10. And we're going to read verses 42 through 45. This is in the New Living Translation. So Jesus called them together. Them is referring to his disciples. He was having a conversation with his disciples. By the way, I may say a little bit more about this in a minute. But by the way, one of the main reasons Jesus had this little conversation was because the disciples tended to argue amongst themselves who was the greatest leader, right? They, they argued, well, I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest because of this and that and the other. No, I'm the great. And, and, and we see this kind of soap opera taking place and as they're following Jesus, and I don't know exactly what it looked like. Jesus is walking ahead and they're back behind Jesus bickering. No, I'm better. I'm better. I'm the greatest. I'm, I'm the best leader, right? And so Jesus called them together and said this. You know that the rulers of this world lord it over their people. Come on, somebody say, over. Over. Mm. And officials flaunt their authority over those under, over and under. But, here's a very important word, but among you. Come on, say, among, not over, not under, among. We are equals. No, not everybody operates in equal authority, but in value and in standing with God in relationship with we are equals, okay? And Jesus made this clear to his disciples, whoever, sorry, so it says, um, But among you, it will be different. Come on, kingdom leaders are different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you not one two three four five first no first among us must be the slave or bond servant i'm going to explain that in a minute of everyone else for even the son of man jesus came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. What did you notice in this passage? I noticed two really important things that the Jesus kind of leaders do. Serve and give. That's right. Serve and give so let's go with that number one kingdom leaders serve it says that if i want to be a leader and i want to be a leader amongst my family the family of god my brothers and sisters if i want to be a jesus type of leader in my world and in my culture i've got to first be a slave now that is not a word we like to throw around right okay so important you understand what these words actually mean. 
When we hear the word slave, we mean someone who is by force working for somebody else, right? Like owned and by, they're forced to work. That is not what that word says. This says you'll be the bond servant of everyone else. What is a bond servant? A bond servant is a slave by choice. A servant by choice. Some people even use the term love slave to describe this word Jesus said right here. It means someone who doesn't serve because they're forced to or because they're expected to or because they have to. A bond servant is someone who deserves because they choose to. A servant by choice. Now listen, what does the law of gravity say? Anybody remember? What goes up must come down, right? Well, there's a law of kingdom leadership. And this is what it says. If I want to go up, I must first come down. Come on, tell somebody else you ain't talked to yet. Tell them, if you want to go up, you must first come down. In fact, I, I, I posted this on Facebook yesterday because it was something the Lord spoke so strongly to me. And I was like, ooh, I got, I got to share that. The most subtle path to demotion is self-promotion. If you want to go down, 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 without something just knocking you down, because it's subtle. It doesn't happen just in an instant, okay? It's subtle. If you want to be, if you, if you start promoting yourself, and I almost said putting yourself out there. We want to put ourselves out there to serve, but putting your name out there, look at me, look at what I can do, look at what I have, look at, look at my gifts, my talents, Look at what I'm doing for the Lord and for people. Self-promotion. You guys, it's a preacher disease nowadays, right? I'm, I, I don't mean any, any, any harm by this, but if there's one thing that makes me go, eh, is when I see preachers of the gospel just promoting themselves. Jesus said, if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. Oh, but if you exalt yourself, God will humble you. And the, the meaning of that is humiliate you. It's not just humble. It's humiliate. Okay? Humility is a good thing, but humiliation is not. <laughs> you want to be promoted? Don't promote yourself. Let God and other people promote you. Now listen. According... To Jesus, as he corrected the disciples' little spat, serving leads to greatness in heaven's eyes. Serving leads to greatness in heaven's eyes. We, learn, we, we gain or earn the authority to lead, as in, come on, let, follow me, through serving. 
We don't earn the authority to lead by a title. We don't learn the authority to lead because we're gifted. We don't, learn the, we don't earn the authority to lead because we have a bunch of money or a bunch of influence or a bunch of resources. We don't earn the authority to lead others because we're just naturally great. Because <laughs> some of you are just naturally great. I've met you. There's some great people in the room. But greatness in heaven's eyes is seen through the filter of service. Serving others. Listen, we don't become, I'm sorry, we don't serve because we are great. We become great through serving. It's not I'm just, I'm so great and I have so much to give so I'm going to serve you. No, no, no. It's I'm going to serve with my whole heart. Jesus and people, because by the way, we serve Jesus by serving people, right? In his name. Oh, I become great in heaven's eyes. How many of you want to not just be great in the world's eyes, but you want to be great in heaven's eyes? I don't want to be called great on this earth and then go into eternity and the Father go, well, you did all right. No, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, right? I want to be seen as great in heaven. Can you think, we're thinking again, can you think of someone great who served you? Can you think? Just, again, I want you to get these people in your mind. Someone who truly is great, and you know how great they are because they've served you. Before we go to number two, I want to ask you a question. How great do you want to be? How great do you want to be in heaven's eyes? How great? Don't just say, I want to be great. No, how great? Oh, he's going to be great. <laughs> Getting some great food now. How great do you want to be? Okay, do you, did you get your answer yet? Scale of 1 to 100, how great do you want to be in heaven's eyes? How great do you want God to say you are? Serve that big. There's no other path. There's no shortcuts. There's no sideswiping. There's no jumping over others. That'll get you less great. How great do you want to be? Serve that big. Help me, Jesus. Help us all. Amen? Yes. Kingdom leaders serve also, and it goes along with the same heart of this. Kingdom leaders give. Come on. Leaders live to give. Leaders live to give. The, I said this a few minutes ago as we were praising God and praising you for this, but the very basic meaning of generosity is simply to give above and beyond the minimum. That's what it means to be generous. I don't just give the minimum. I don't just give what I should or what I could or what I ought to. No, I give in above and beyond the minimum, right? That's what it means to be generous. 
And leaders live to give. Leaders live to be generous. Matthew 5.41, Jesus says, if a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Come on, say generous. Now, I know that everybody, when we hear the word generosity, we immediately think money. And so let me just talk a little bit about money, but that isn't even the main point today, okay? Applied to your finances, if you're a follower of Jesus, tithing is basic obedience. Generosity is leadership. You, giving my tithes, I'm, I'm, I'm just basically giving God what he says I must give. It's obedience as a disciple. When I give above and beyond, I'm leading. I'm, I'm being an example of a leader, okay, with generosity. Tithing makes me a disciple, but generosity makes me a leader. But, but, I had to talk about that because, again, everybody thinks money when you think generosity. But generosity is more than money. Generosity is a spirit, Generosity is a spirit, just like poverty is a spirit. It's a way we think, a way we talk, and a way we act, okay? Just like poverty can be a spirit, generosity is a spirit, and it goes way beyond money. It's an attitude. It's a lifestyle. Come on, say generosity is a lifestyle. Come on, let's say it again. Leaders live to give. Not just money, obviously including money because we worship God with our money and every 10,000 other things in our life, right? But it goes way beyond money. I want you to think right there, excluding money. Okay, including but not limited to money. What can you give? Hearing some good answers. Time, gifts, talents, food, a ride, clothes for those that don't have clothes, hosting people in your home because they need a good family meal, time, talent, energy. Our our parents, we live to give lots of time to our kids, especially at two and three in the morning when they're little, right? You know what? You're being a leader when you give that. Moms and dads, don't underestimate that. When you give above and beyond the minimum of what you have to give your kids, you are leading them. You're showing them generosity. And believe me, they see it. And they feel it. Generosity goes above and beyond the minimum. I could talk about this all day long because I love generosity. I love when I I want to be this way more and more. And I just love meeting people that they just live their whole life to give to others. Guess what? That qualifies us to be leaders. In fact, I can't be an effective leader without a spirit of generosity. I've been asking a lot of questions. But today, can you think of someone who lives to give? Can you think of someone? They just live their whole life to give. I can think of quite a few. Think of some of you. Think of our amazing pastor, Dale Walker, who just gave this whole team to come plant a church. And we were like the force of his church. But he just gave us. He just gave us. He said, go. I'm thankful for generous people. Can you think of someone who lives to give? I 
think of not only Jesus, but Paul. Acts 20, verse 35, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Now listen, it's blessed to receive. I like receiving. But there's more blessing in giving than receiving. If you've never experienced it, you end up receiving more from heaven when you give. You experience more of God's blessing. I have experienced this with my life. Now, Paul set an example. Come on, let's say example. Or pattern of amazing leadership that he then reproduced in so many other disciples who became leaders. Like Jesus, Paul's pattern was serving and giving. Come on, say serving and giving. How many think we ought to follow Jesus and Paul's pattern? But let me just give you a little quick little disclaimer. Serving and giving doesn't automatically make me a leader. Serving and giving simply qualify me to be able to be a leader. What makes me a leader is what Paul said right here. I haven't just served and give and gived. I haven't just served and given and worked hard. I've been an example to you a pattern an example uh how many knew who john maxwell is <laughs> just like the world's leading you know mind on leadership right he said leadership is influence and really it is what it ends up boiling down to i lead when my serving and giving becomes, becomes an influence on others. Oh, let me say that again. I lead. See, serving and give me, give me, giving. Serve and give me. No, that's not Jesus' spirit. <laughs> serving and giving don't automatically make me a leader. Serving and give, give me. Giving. <laughs> serving and giving provide the platform or the position amongst everybody else to be able to say follow me Jesus serves and he gives and so do I let me influence you to do the same to be like Jesus serving and giving become leadership when they become an influence on others. When my serving and my giving isn't just something I do, but when I reproduce serving and giving in somebody else, I'm a leader. You're a leader. And every one of you in this room and watching online or listening to this later, don't just serve and give. Help be a pattern and an example to others so they can learn to serve and give. And then heaven will call you great. Which leads to our final point. It is that kingdom leaders multiply. Kingdom leaders serve and they give in a way that multiplies. That's why they're leaders. It just, they don't just contain it to themselves. It gets multiplied in other people. 
I recently read this book called Hero Maker. When I first picked up the book, I'm like, I don't even want to read that. That sounds so cheesy. I guess I'm the only one who thought it was cheesy. <laughs> Hero Maker. But it said this, and I, it just hit me when I read it. We've all heard the phrase, everybody wants to be the hero, right? Everyone wants to be the hero, or everyone wants to be a hero. But very few people ever discover the power of making heroes out of others. Everybody wants to be the leader. Any of you say, I don't really want to be a leader. Inside of you, there is greatness planted there by God. You want to be a leader somehow, whether you've recognized it or not. We all want to make a difference, but there's even greater power in helping other people make a difference. So what are you talking about? Look at, we're talking about Paul still. 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Timothy, my dear son, he was his spiritual son, okay? Be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Can you get the picture here? Right? Kingdom leadership is all about multiplication. God wants to use your life to multiply disciples to the fourth generation. Can you see this right here? We got Paul, Timothy, trustworthy people, others. Paul, Timothy, trustworthy people, others. Come on, let's say that. Paul, Timothy, trustworthy people, others. Now say, me, you, somebody else, and somebody else. That's how the kingdom of God actually grows in the earth. This is the Jesus method. He lived his whole life, but very specifically three years to serve and give to everybody, but very specifically 12 men. And then they went and they served and gave to their world. And we see someone impacted by that very same message and pattern, the apostle Paul, who served and gave his life as a missionary, as an apostle. He mentored so many young men who then mentored others, who then mentored others, who then mentored others, and here we are today. That's how the kingdom of God works. It works through multiplication. It's how the Jesus movement spread throughout the world and from generation to generation. And by the way, you guys, it's still the way. It's catchy, awesome, cool church marketing. We like it, but that's not the way. Having a great new building, we love it, but it's not the way. It's just a thing. The best vision and strategy and mission statement. Great. We get that from the Holy Spirit to help us. But it's not the way. The way is multiplication. The way is to serve others and give to them and then influence them to do that with others. That will influence others to do that with others. Who will influence others to do that with others. Until the whole entire earth like the water covers the seas is filled with the knowledge of God's glory it's multiplication of disciples it's multiplication of Jesus in and through our lives now I'm I got a few more things that man this hit me so hard this week I'm gonna say it and we're gonna be done okay get this I want you to get this if you're not writing stuff down write this down 
Okay? True leaders are less concerned with developing their own gifts and more concerned with developing others. Now, don't worry. As you live to give and serve and develop others, your gifts will be developed. That's how it works, actually, in the kingdom. But real, true kingdom leaders, we have to live less concerned about my gifting and, and, and growing in my gifting. And You know the best place for your gift? Somebody else. The best place to multiply Jesus and the gifting he's given you is serving and giving to somebody else. And stop worrying about your gift. You got your gift from God anyway. Believe me, if you, if you live your life to give and serve, he will take care of developing your gift. Ta-ta-ta-bo-bo-bo-bo. True leaders view success as the success of their successors. True leaders, true leaders, not just highly gifted people, not just those that serve to be seen, ooh, Jesus, not, not those that, that give to have our name on the record. And I can say all of this because we have a church full of extremely real, genuine Jesus followers, okay? True leaders view their own success as the success of their successors. True leaders view my own success as your success, the success I, have, I helped you to experience. One more time. Do you know anyone who lives like that? Do you? Have you ever met or do you know anybody who lives like that? They live to serve. They live to give. They live to pour themselves into others and multiply. Do you know anybody? I hope you know somebody, but let me tell you something. I'm seeing a bunch of somebodies right here today. I believe with all of my heart, every one of you, every one of us, even those who still haven't been able to come back since the lockdown, every one of us is a part of the Encounter Church family. We are servants. We are givers. We are multipliers. That is who we are. Because that's what God is like. Rather you ever become, uh, have a, a title of leadership, you are going to be a leader in your family, in your school, in your workplace, in your society, in education, in politics, in banking, in, in, in community outreach, in social work, and whatever it is, you're going to be a leader in some way because leadership is influence and you have influence somewhere. Let your serving and giving not only influence people, but influence them to do the same. Come on, say multiply. Let's stand to our feet. Just one more time. Let's say serve, give, multiply.
actually one more time serve give multiply again serve give multiply I want to live this way how about you <laughs> I want to live the rest of my days not just serving but serving better not just giving but giving more generously not just multiplying but spending my entire life to pour this into other people and so that more disciples of Jesus can be multiplied I want to live every second of the rest of my days doing that because I want to be great in heaven and I know you do too I believe you do come on one last time serve give multiply but to be a kingdom leader you first have to be a kingdom disciple to be a leader like Jesus you first need to become a follower of Jesus and I know that most of you are like yeah yeah we got that down but I don't ever want to assume that everybody in the room has made the decision to follow Jesus I don't ever want to assume that everybody in the room came in here this morning right with God because I know most of the time that's not the case Maybe you're here because you really came on fire for God, searching for God and, and wanted to worship. Maybe you came here because something drew you here today. I'll tell you, it's the Lord Jesus. It's King Jesus, the leader of leaders. He says, come, follow me. He's inviting you today to follow him. When you follow Jesus, when you make the decision to turn away from your sins, that's called repentance and you turn your heart over to God and you believe in what Jesus did on the cross the Bible says Jesus says you'll be born again you'll receive a total new life but you have to make the decision to follow Jesus and because this is a very personal decision that nobody else can make for you I want to ask you just for a moment if you would close your eyes I'm not gonna take a lot of time with this today but I feel like I need to give the opportunity maybe there's a one or two of you here or listening or watching online you've never made the decision to follow Jesus you've never been born again or at one time you were following Jesus but now you're really not you used to be close to God but now you're really not close to him and today you want to come home today you want to begin to follow him again rather it's your a first-time decision or rededicating your life. You've been backslidden and you want to come home. I want to pray a prayer all together, but I want to know who you are who's making that decision today because I want to really pray in my heart specifically for you. So on the count of three, if that's you, if you say, that's me, I need to be born again. I've never received Jesus as my Lord. Or I've been backslidden and today I'm, I, I make a decision to come home to God. On the count of three, just lift your hand. One, two, three. Who is that? Okay, anybody else? Let's pray this all together in support of those who are making this decision today. Again, whether it's your first time or you're coming home, listen, whether you raised your hand or not, just make the decision. I'm gonna pray a prayer, we're gonna pray it all together, but I wanna invite you, pray your own words and mean it from your heart. Lord Jesus Christ, come on, let's all join together. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you're the son of God you came to the earth lived for me set a perfect example tempted in every way I am but you never sinned 
So you became the perfect sacrifice to pay for my sins. Jesus, I believe in you. And today, I turn my heart away from sin. I turn my heart away from rebellion. And I turn my heart to you. Jesus, save me. Change me. I want to be born again. I receive and confess you are my Lord. Save me today and teach me, Holy Spirit, to follow Jesus the rest of my days. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.